<laughs> Hello. Hello and welcome back. This is um, a special episode for us. We're very excited. We have a very special guest. Hello. We have <laughs> Lindsay from Sacramento Zone Sack in the Sheets. <laughs> That's in at the Sack in the Sheets. In case you want to take a peep. Um, yeah, she's here to talk to us today. She's our very first guest on this podcast. It's super awesome. I'm super stoked. I'm very excited. Yes. Um, Thank should you. we talk about Thank the format or should we, cause I'm, I'm just really excited. This is our first, this is our first guest and we're hoping to have a guest on every 10th episode. So I, you're, you're our inaugural guest. I'm just really excited. No pressure at all. Great. <laughs> So yeah, we wanted to um, obviously talk a little bit about sex today, if you're down. Oh yeah, I'm always <laughs> Obviously. <down. laughs> Great. So, um, why don't you just start by telling us what you do with your blog? So the blog is supposed to be the conversation starter. And I know that with sex, it's very taboo, and people might have a lot of questions, but don't know who to ask or how to ask the question. So I put a very broad array of things on the blog and hopefully it'll answer someone's question. Love it. Love it. That's really what we're trying to do here is talk about quote unquote taboo subjects that are superhuman that everyone typically experiences at some point mm-hmm. and we want to normalize it and make yeah. it a conversation that can be had. Yes. So I love that. I love that. Um, what made you want to start doing that? Um, I was trying to figure out what to do with my life and it's like, what's something that <laughs> I there? really Same, enjoy? And then I was like, sex is something that I really enjoy. How Same. can I profit from this? Yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it. And, um, did you ever watch the show Cat House? Yes. So they were like, everybody does it. We're just smart enough to get paid for it. That has always stuck with me. And I'm like, how can I use that to my advantage? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I love that. going to Vegas and working in a brothel, but yeah. still. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely like an entrepreneurial spirit, spirit though. Entrepreneurial. I'll be able to say it one day. Yeah. <laughs> it's a complicated word. It is. It's hard. <laughs> cool. So um, what do you think about this topic is just kind of your favorite thing, just the tabooness of it or just everything about it? Do you have something in particular? I think everything about it. The older I get and the less uh, repression I feel, the more I can embrace sex as a whole and how much I personally love it and then I hear people talk about, well, I've never had an orgasm. And I'm like, no, that's bad. And I just oh, want to help you as Ooh, much as no, I can. baby, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So that, that's kind of what I want to expose people to new things. Yeah. And broaden their uh, horizons, I what, guess. what have you found with those people? Um, why? Why haven't they had orgasms? I'm not sure. I don't know if it's like something up here in their own mind, something looming over them, some historical shame yeah, or yeah. whatever the case may be. Maybe their partner's not doing it right. Are, yeah. there, are these mostly women or feminine presenting people or? So far, yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I guess that would, that's a, I, want, I wouldn't, I don't know if I know many males or who can't get masculine off? people who have never off. had an orgasm. Well, I mean, I just feel like maybe it's a little, it's a little less complex well, physiologically, I feel like. Yeah, I, I feel like with men, you know when you've just had an orgasm, yeah. probably. <laughs> you, it's with very women, clear. With women, having never experienced one prior, you wouldn't know if you were actually having one until it happened, and then you're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's an orgasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I think, especially when you're younger, you can get real close, and 
It feels great. It feels great. And but I think maybe like, being very excited about it, you're like, oh my gosh, is that what that is? I did it. Oh yeah. my gosh, I did it. My <laughs> mediocre 14 year old, I mean, 17, 18, 21, 18, 25, whatever. 30. 40. I mean, shit. <laughs> We're not condoning. Okay. Um. Anyway. <laughs> At any age. Uh, yeah. Just when you have your first orgasm, it's like, oh, okay, there it is. You that's absolutely the marker. know. That's yeah. the bar. Yeah. yeah. I think For that's sure. a, an easy one to to mark. So, have you? Um, what's your favorite topic you've written about so far? Sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> that's tricky. I like to write about my own experiences, not to relive them, but just mm-hmm. to kind of share like, hey, here's what I went through. Maybe you've gone through something similar. Mm-hmm. And I can talk about it because I actually know about it versus yes. let me present a blog about, I'm not sure, um, chlamydia. Yeah. And I can look at, you know, Mayo Clinic or WebMD and it's like, here's what it is. But I've never experienced it, so I yeah, can't right. comment to what For that sure. is. Anyone can go to a Mayo Clinic article about chlamydia, but not everyone can go to your personal experience about yeah. a certain toy or a certain position or whatever experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that. I think that makes it really authentic and relatable and human. You know? I think back this to that. <laughs> Sorry. You're fine. I, I think this is what's really important about uh, content creators um, across the spectrum, but especially in topics that people don't want to talk about, that you, because pre- I, I feel you're just like speaking so much to my heart of like, uh, <laughs> why, why present these topics of like... Um, I don't want to say or pretend that I'm, like, the expert on any of these things, but bringing your experience to the table really opens it up for other people, and I think that that's, I don't know, that's a, that's, there is no better reason to do it, because there's so many conversations that need to be had, clearly, (laughs) if there's people still not having orgasms in in our adult circles, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I mean, if you, if you want one, I'm not trying to, like, force it. No, but I think that you probably (laughs) should want one. To those of you it. who want an orgasm, you should have an orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. If you want it, you should have it. If you're yeah. questioning if you've ever had one, you probably have Probably haven't. not. Yeah. But then again, maybe maybe not. Maybe I a smaller know. one. A smaller one. I don't know. It's possible. But Sometimes they're not, they don't have to be showy, you know? Sometimes they just do their job and leave. <laughs> it doesn't have to be old faithful, but <laughs> exactly. it, it could be old faithful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'd be a little babbling brook. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Okay, um, so what have you found makes people the most uncomfortable? Not to call it extreme sex, but when you talk about something like... Anal. Anal. Yes. That's exactly what I was going to go for. Yeah. Cool. People kind of freeze up on you like, oh my god, you said the A word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And it's like, well, have you tried it? No, I'm too scared. Well, why don't you try? And it's, yeah. it's just like a, nope, roadblock, mm-hmm. not happening. Yeah. And um, then there there are some pretty atrocious toys out there, like the Jackhammer Jesus and the Vajankle. Oh. Oh. So when people... Can s- you explain what these are? Because they sound <laughs> awful. Awesome. Yeah. I'll probably link them in the post, to be honest. The Jackhammer Jesus is a crucifix-shaped dildo oh. that has Jesus' face um, on the top. Oh. And the vajankle is a foot and ankle shaped um, vagina. Hold so up. So you can have sex with the ankle as a man, as a person with a penis. Is that for like a? Is that for a foot fetish? Yes. Hold the fucking phone. <laughs> Wait a minute here. I'm so glad I asked. <laughs> It's a foot pocket pussy. It's yes. a foot pocket pussy. It's a foot pussy. It's a, it's a stylized pocket pussy. Yes, it, but you 
fuck the ankle. And, that you fuck the ankle up. But why the ankle of all kind parts? Kind of serial killery, if we're being <laughs> honest. Like, if you're going to, like, I, the visual of, like, penetrating a hole that looks like an, an amputated limb. I mean, I, look, I, I can't speak look. to other, I shouldn't speak for other people's preferences. No judgment. <laughs> not my thing. Uh-huh. But interesting. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So That's, that kind of reaction is what comes across. I know. I just realized <laughs> I totally fell for that. Yeah. yeah. And hook, line, and sinker. All right. Okay. Well, interesting. All right. Um, what kind of topics do you think you're going to cover next? Or, like, is there... Um, I know that you've done, like, series before on, like, uh, birth yeah. controls and things like that. Is there, like, a different uh, subject or array of subjects you're going for? Right now, just because of my schedule, I'm just kind of throwing random ones that come to mind. Like, oh, the other day I had a deafening orgasm, and I'm like, let me write about the deafener, you know? It's just <laughs> cool. It came to me. But as far as a series or what I'd like to focus on is... um. STIs, sexually transmitted infections. I meant to do it back in April mm-hmm. after the birth control series, and then life happened. Yeah. So, as it, it does. It, as does, it does. It does tend to do that. It's funny that you mentioned the deafener because um, I was, I, I had just seen that post on your blog and I saw the title of it and I was like, oh, that must be a review of a toy. Cool. Oh, right. It's <laughs> <laughs> totally what I thought. If they have one called the deafener, I'm not sure. I'm sure someone out there is thinking of that <laughs> exactly so do you get a lot of negative feedback on your blog for th- about the things that you talk about not too much the one that had the most negative uh, feedback was my bisexuality blog um i'm still learning about the spectrum and it's not just so black and white anymore as male and female and that there's everything in between mm-hmm. but when i grew up and bisexuality was a big trend in middle school and high school it was you liked boys and you liked girls, and that was it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. today, they're like, no, no, it's about including everybody else. And I'm like, but wait a minute, isn't that pansexuality? Yeah. Where does the line kind of yeah. come through? And so I was just like torn apart, like, you're so black and white with your antiquated thinking, and you need to understand that not everybody who's bisexual feels this way. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take this one down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, to be completely honest, um, I'm still blurry on the line between pansexuality and bisexuality, and I didn't think that I used to be. I, Up until, like, two days ago, I thought I was, like, pretty sure, and I, I, I do know that it does have to do with, like, being very inclusive of other gender identities, and that that's not as black and white when you say, like, boys like girls and girls like boys right. or whatever, but I think that's just because... A lot of us who did grow up and, like, are a little bit older and really, like, are open-minded to these ideas, we might not have the terminology yet. Like, I'm trying to find it. I try every day to find it. Um, I really... It matters to me. It matters to me that I speak inclusively, that I write inclusively. Like, I don't think that's something that anybody wants to overlook if, you know, if they're on our... If they're on this side of that argument. (laughs) But it, it, it can be hard. It's a very fine line. Especially to, like... Be really careful. (laughs) Yeah, like, your intention was obviously to, you know, you were trying to bring more light to this topic. Yeah, and it was for Pride Month, too, and people were still just, like, not having it. And even, I tried to include, like, you can have um, male to female, you know, who's transitioned completely, and they identify as this gender now, and they still were like, no, that's not good enough. <laughs> I was like, so okay. who defines, I think, I think this is where it gets tricky for me, is like, who defines it? I don't 
Because doesn't each person define it for them? Not each person define it for themselves as in, like, somebody who's, like, bigoted defining it and, like, acting that, that way. Is, yeah. Yeah, I just mean, who, who, who makes... Who makes the distinctions? I don't know. And that's, some of the commentary was, well, I have a friend who's bisexual, and it's like, so you're speaking on behalf of your friend. Which is also, like, a <laughs> real shitty way to be an ally. Yeah. <laughs> <Like it's laughs> yeah. I think what's important is that you're trying to understand and that you're making a conscious effort to be inclusive and to try to understand all of these new things, because these are new things to all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they're not new in the sense of the being, them being in existence in the history of mankind. They're new in the sense of them being out in the open, being talked about, being understood, being right. having labels, being and, picked apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the, the important thing to remember, which a lot of people lose sight of, is that we're trying to understand and to include and to be allies and to, mm, yeah. you know, em- embrace these new things that are becoming part of the norm. And also, you kind of have to be in the circle to know the identities and to know what's what. Because if you're just average Joe down the street, and you're like, excuse me, sir, what is your opinion on a cisgendered, hetero-fluid, you know, whoever, whatever? They're going to look at you with a blank stare. What did you even say? Yeah, Yeah, what did you say? So if you're not trying to learn the terminology, you're kind of at a loss and you're out of the loop. So. I remember the first time I called, I like said, I, I, me and Sam were talking about something, my husband, and we, I, I said something about him being a cisgendered male, and he like looked over at me, and his eyes kind of focused for a second, and I think he like worked it out for himself, <laughs> if I'm talking about gender, but it, you're learning every day, and I think um, it really does, it takes that experience to realize how stratified our cultures can be and how stratified our little social groups can be, that you won't really have an opportunity to learn that if you don't expose yourself to it and make the effort to learn those things. It honestly does get really, like, I don't know, there's a lot of pockets of things that you don't realize that you can learn about until you learn about them. Yeah. And then even if you learn about them, it's like, okay, how do I apply this? Can I place it to someone I know? Because mm-hmm. if, if you don't have that connection with somebody, you, you try as hard as you can, but sometimes you just can't. It connect. stays abstract, I think. Yeah. It stays like, like other things that you could read about or hear about on the news wow. or on you know yeah. online, but not really. Well, and it goes deeper than just using the right words, too, like using the word the term sex worker instead of prostitute. Okay, I can start doing that with my day-to-day you know, vernacular, but if you don't understand the reasoning why you're using sex worker versus prostitute, you're not really understanding the full gravity of it, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's just, there's so much complexity and dynamic to it beyond just using the right words and the right terms and the right indicators. I think that's the thing, too, is that these are privileges afforded a lot of people who, I mean, as someone who's, you know, I've, I've had white passing privilege most of my life, and I, you know, I'm heteronormative relationship there are a lot of privileges that I've existed in that I don't know about because that's just like the context that I live in and one of those privileges really is that like there's there's so much that I have never had to fight for technically so for some of us who can say that it's identity politics or it's people like you know nitpicking or doing whatever that might come from a place of privilege of never having had to have that argument for being considered legitimate or being considered not even mainstream, just like on the table, like being yeah. able to check a box that actually belongs yeah. to you, like something at literally outside of the like male female box 
checking. You know, it's right. it's very literal for a lot of people that they have felt literally invisible. And if you haven't felt invisible before, you don't have a context for that. Yeah. So not to change the topics, kind of, but uh, do you think that our culture is kind of going in a direction where sex is going to be more openly talked about and accepted? Or do you think that there's always going to be this kind of cultural overtone of it being a taboo subject that's reserved for the bedroom? I think it... It, I hope that it's going that way into being a normalized kind of everyday topic of discussion, but I really do think that it's always going to have that looming cloud of negativity and stigma and taboo hovering over it. There's always going to be somebody who's mad <laughs> that you're having a conversation. Right, mm. which makes no sense to me because I feel, like I, I feel like I've said this <laughs> on a previous podcast, but evolutionarily, sex feels good. Yeah. And therefore you're more encouraged to have sex and therefore you're more likely to have children, like reproduce, which is at yeah. the, the core fundamental. That's why animals have sex with each other. That's why species continue yeah. is because <laughs> I mean, I whatever. Think that's why we evolved biologically to have those like pleasure centers. But I also do want to pause us before it gets uh, uninclusive of those who do not bear children and but exclusively those, don't. No, because what, what we're talking about is the reason we physiologically, it feels good feels is because good. it's like this, the nerve centers went there because we needed to do that. But like, they, feel they like. still feel the pleasure of it. Absolutely. So whether Absolutely. that, and, and we've kind of curbed the whole evolutionary thing by birth control and condoms and whatever. Um, I think at the core, it, it feels good just for everyone, mm-hmm. and that has nothing to do with your gender or how you identify or what you're sexually attracted to. I think that's just how we've been built to this point, and that is something that is normal and should be talked about and embraced and acknowledged and encouraged. I feel like the more you get laid, the better mood you're in. Yeah, <laughs> come on. I mean, you actually literally are. Like, let's talk about orgasms and endorphins, right? Like, Hello. Yeah. <laughs> when they go, why are you in such a good mood? I just got off. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. I feel great. Yeah. Look at this glow. How much How much road rage could be satisfied or curbed? Satisfied. <laughs> get it? Or curbed. <laughs> because Puns. that person got laid that morning or that afternoon or whatever. By the way, please don't masturbate while you drive. No, no, yeah. no that's not what I'm saying. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> like, pull over, but, like, no <laughs> yeah. judgment, but, like, don't do it on the road. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know. So, I Food think... for thought. Um, honestly, I don't want to always harp on this, but during our anal episode, I really noticed with the research that most of the change came with, like, social conservatism coming from, like, religion becoming more mainstream. Because mm-hmm. those are, even though they're, like, very big arcs of time, like, thousands of years, they are still arcs of time in human history. Like, 2,000 years for human history isn't really it's that. Not yeah. It's not that much. So, and then if we're talking 4,000 years, I'm not really super familiar with the, the timeline. Yeah, yeah, I'm really not. But... That's still not enough time, I think, to make up for that. And I think it, with the anal episode, we saw that there were a lot of periods of time where people were like, yeah, yeah, we fuck. Like, and it was, like, Roman and Greek times were very... Very. <laughs> very embracing. Very yeah. fuck positive, for <laughs> yes. sure. Not necessarily with the right parties, but... Yeah. Shout out to Romans there. Don't do that anymore. Yeah, don't. Um, but, yeah, I think that, you know, there's definitely an ebb and flow to it, but I think with the proliferation of... Christianity, especially in the United States, I feel like that's mm. kind of contributed to the tabooness of this topic. Huge, huge, huge. Yeah. big time. Yeah. But uh, 
can't you be Christian and still embrace sex? I mean, maybe not That's extramarital sex, what but... always confused me. I have family that is, um, they're Jehovah, Jehovah's Witnesses, and they have many children. So I'm like, okay, so, so are you... Fuck. I know you, you're having sex. I know you're having sex. Are you enjoying having sex? Obviously or, one party is. Or is you, are you just doing like this somebody for is. the sake of, you know, having children? Like, what's going on here? Oh, that's another good point, yeah. too. Because I also very, come from, like, a lot of different types of Catholic backgrounds. Yeah, and a lot so of, like, I. there's lots of kids in those situations. Like, there's lots of kids in my family. My grandparents come from, like, a family of 14. Same. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I think in the, I don't know, um, literally in those situations, like, my grandparents were, they were building their workforce. Like, that right. was who was going to take care this of the other, you, yeah. like, the oldest, liter- like, the <laughs> oldest literally paid for the youngest while he was in school. You know what I mean? Like, it was a very communal system. Dude, I think system. about that all the time, about how one day I'm going to never have to do dishes again because I'll make my kids do it. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I hate doing the dishes. And I think, man, one day I'm going to have a little kid, and I'll teach him how to do dishes really young, and then I'll do my dishes. Yeah, that's... Because I did that for my parents. Cool, cool. So Sorry. when I was younger, my mom, uh, we had, we, we did not have a lot of money while I was growing up. So we had really old TVs that had, like, the turn The knobs, yeah. Yeah. So uh, she... <laughs> She used to always joke, because I'm not joking, she would call me from my room. We lived in a, it was only like a one-bedroom apartment, so it wasn't huge, but she would call me from my room because she'd be laying down, and she'd be like, <laughs> change the channel. and she would wait until I got there to be like, yeah, mom, like, please, can you, can you change the channel? And I would have <laughs> yeah. already like gotten there, so it didn't Your mom matter. is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So then she'd just be like, mama, why else do you think people have kids? And she used to always make that joke, but it's, it's it, used, it used to be literally a, it, it was survival. Um, I, I think it being secondary now makes it easier for kids in our generation to like, uh, I don't know, build obsessions about eating ass in this generation <laughs> because like, because sex can be more fun. Like yeah. I don't. I think it, it's it's considered more of a an activity than it is like a necessity, a ceremony. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that that makes sense. But you should also make sure that if you're going that ass eating avenue, that you can not to say talk to your parents about it, but have someone to talk to about it. Yeah. Maybe your partner. Yeah, yeah. versus participating on going the other on end like of the, ass eating. the the internet. It's like, how do I do this? And you find. Something yeah, don't type that into a search bar. Don't do that. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's gonna... why it's like you should have this conversation. Yes. and I mean maybe you don't want to say, "Hey, mom, did you ever eat dad's ass out?" Because you're gonna get either slapped or get the look <laughs> of sheer disgust. But if you can have that conversation with your mom, that's that's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Props yeah. to you. Or at least finding an avenue to have that conversation. Yeah. Like literally anywhere for somebody to be like, "Hey, um." Well, even just, again, to bring up the anal episode, the, there was, what is it? It's like B-Vibe, I think. And it's like a it's like an anal toy website. But on the blog is tons of, like, best practices stuff for, like, mm-hmm. hygiene and other things like that. Yeah. Because it is important to also... <laughs> well, even, like, we can we can get away from butts. We can even just talk about, like, actual vaginas. Like, talking about things like, like, um, like edible underwear or things that have, like, sugar or, like, are candied. Going anywhere near your business. Yeast infection. You're asking, asking for, for a yeast infection. <laughs> yes. yes. You want a yeast infection. That's how you do it. Um, don't we, do we that both shit. both said that. Yeah. I'm so glad. Girl, <laughs> right got here. you. This yeah. is why I wanted to do this. I knew you'd understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I love that there's those kinds of resources popping up now, and they're not just completely misinformed. They're actually, they provide the science behind it, and they talk about you know, other alternatives or how to do certain things a certain way. And I feel like 
I remember those things being part of my life way back to when I was in my very early teens and I was reading Cosmo. Oh, oh yeah. my god, I was just going to bring up Cosmo! Yeah, and I know probably looking back now, those were not the best magazines to be reading as an impressionable 14-year-old, but I remember reading about, I don't know, getting fingered and it became less of a scary thing for me because it was like, oh, well, Cosmo's talking about it. I respect Cosmo as a 14-year-old. Um, maybe it's not this, like terrible thing that only sluts do, blah, 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 you know? Like, yeah. It kind of kept it to a level where I was like, okay, obviously I'm not ready for that yet, but it's something that I can think about or I know some more information about, whatever. Yeah, and you pre- you're prepared for it if it does happen. Right. You're like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah. Okay. This isn't some terrible thing that only people do in the back valleys. Well, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So uncomfortable Cosmo confession. Um, <laughs> that was definitely where I learned to masturbate. There was literally an article called How to Have an Orgasm. And, like, even if you'd ever touched yourself before and you didn't know when you were, like, an adolescent. <laughs> I, this was a long time ago. This is why I'm, like, even remotely bringing this up. I have up. a better confession. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I'm so excited <laughs> that gone. you can put up this. Um, but I remember it was literally called How to Have an Orgasm. And the reason that I, like, I can speak confidently on, like, not really getting it until you get it is because, like, it takes a lot of practice. When you haven't done it before and you're, like, new at it and you don't know what you're doing. And it, especially as a girl, I think there is a lot more, like, uh, shame and guilt put into it. And there's a lot of, like, mm-hmm. secrecy because you don't even want to tell your friends about it because being a teenager is also, like, everything is embarrassing and everything, like, you're, you, everybody's too cool for school. So, like, you're not, you're not going to be, like, vulnerable. Like, there's no way. So uh, it takes a lot of figuring out. And I, it feels weird to say that, but, like, I feel like Cosmo was there for a lot. There's a lot of problems with Cosmo, but it was there for a lot of people when their parents were not. So That's a really good point. I think there's a back end to that, too, where it's like if you're discouraged from experimenting with your own body and appreciating your own body and knowing your own body, there's a level of um, just, like, negativity that you perceive towards yourself uh, that you wouldn't otherwise have if you did understand your body, you did appreciate your body, you did touch yourself on, you know, the right. regular, where you have, like, the secondary understanding or, like, more in-depth understanding of who you are and what you like and what you don't like, just with yourself, even. hmm Absolutely. So, my confession is... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I pray to God my family never listens to this. Uh, but I did not legitimately masturbate until I was 23 years old for the first time. Why did you wait? I was afraid of it. Why were you scared? <laughs> okay, let's I'm take sorry, a I'm so one. sorry. I'm so sorry. It's, I don't mean to sound adamant. I'm literally just so interested. I'm, so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I really... I don't know. Sex shops always really intimidated me. Oh, yeah. And I always felt... You know, I, I grew up in a very non-sexual household, non-touchy-feely household. My parents would, like, kiss on lips every once in a while. They didn't really snuggle. They, like, would hold hands occasionally. There was never, like, this overtness of like embracing the romance or anything like that and I never really had that kind of dynamic and I never really took the time to understand myself sexually um and so just like being afraid of going to a sex shop being afraid of doing the research myself just thinking like oh I I don't need it whatever like I was obviously sexually active by that point so like I just relied on penetrative sex with a male in order to, to orgasm and then I remember one day I just said fuck it basically and I went to kiss and tell and got my first toy and then I had yeah, my first yeah, orgasm and I was like holy fuck what have I been doing with my life why <laughs> yeah. did I wait so long cool very cool yeah so 
I don't know if we can cut this out if you don't want to talk about it on air, but you orgasm from penetrative sex? Yes. Cool. Awesome. I know that's kind of rare. It's not it's not for me after the first initial one, but See, I not think, for the first one. I don't think it's as common. For I me. think I'm I'm very unique in the fact that I can orgasm from penetrative sex multiple times. Cool. Very nice. But they're never yeah. to the degree that I get from external stimulation with a toy. So like it's still it's still for sure. Yeah, that's true. That. Yeah, yeah. right? Let's talk about how to change that. Let's actually Please. talk about that. I'm down. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Let's talk about it. So. This is going to be a very personal and in-depth little chat, but when you're having sex with your partner, are you using your hands, or is it just bumping to, you know, bump, bump and uglies, I guess you could Yeah, say. bumping on Yeah, the... no, my hands are usually occupied on him. On him? Okay. Yeah. So, what I like to know, <laughs> I'm one of those people that I, as a, as a woman especially, I was always kind of the... Hey, here I am. I'm gonna pound you. I'm gonna get mine. I'm just gonna leave you there. And I was just kind of like, oh, is is that sex? That was awful. Yeah. And then I have to like finish <laughs> that myself. Was boring. That was yeah, boring. That was yeah. <laughs> why did I show up to this? Yeah. Why did I even bother? <laughs> but then with time, it was like you should just get yours. Mm-hmm. Make sure you get yours because yeah. they are definitely going to get theirs. Yeah. And so I started incorporating my hands with penetration. And next thing I knew, I was having what's called, I guess, a blended orgasm. Cool. And those are it awesome. was mind blowing. So okay, put put your hands on your junk when you're yeah. <laughs> when you're doing stuff. Okay. Blended okay. ones are really fun They're because so I feel fun. like I feel like the outside ones are very. It's so funny that I'm using like weed terminology to do this. <laughs> I feel like the the external like clitoral ones are way more body high, or I feel like the <laughs> other ones, like the blended or like penetrative, is way more like internal and it's like it's literally like a like a mind fuck and you have a little bit of a deafener and you realize oh my god I can't hear yeah 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 yeah. when the pressure goes out in your ear my favorite this actually (laughs) this is how I like know that I've like it's become a really good marker of like oh I've just had like awesome sex is my lower back will pop like oh, while I'm like okay. I, like my like I little like like I'm cracking my back, but it's just like from an orgasm. I'm like, oh okay, that's like true muscle relaxation. Yeah, right? like, Thank you for that. I didn't know this was like a chiropractic appointment as well. Perfect. Fantastic. Except, like one of those, please. Yes, I'll have what she's having. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. definitions are great. So are like. So stupid, all you can do is giggle and not say anything. Yeah. yeah. Or just, fun. like, stare at the ceiling, like, oh, that's yeah. that's what I sound like when that happens. <laughs> and you're just, like, uncontrolled and giggling. Yeah. Afterward. That was another question I had, too. I want to talk more about um, this, because this is, like, a great conversation. Uh, but also resources. Are there any resources that you like, like, online or other blogs that you like? Or? Um, other blogs that I like, there is a girl at Hey Epiphora, um, E-P-I- P-H-O-R-A. She's been a blogger for I don't know how many years, and she's always posting funny pictures of all her sex toys. And she has a lot of um, deals with a lot of different sex shops, so like coupons and codes, and you can get a discount. Um, Depending on what you're into, there's the stockroom.com. So if you're into leather and chains, then that's definitely more your avenue. Cool. And then for sexual health... Um, you know, in Sacramento, we've got a couple of Planned Parenthoods, and we have uh, one community health, formerly CARES, um, mm-hmm. downtown. I think they're on 
S Street, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, but that's kind of what I like to go to. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Do you, um, uh, when we were talking Cosmo, I wanted to ask if you had any Cosmo stories or opinions, because I feel like that <laughs> happened for a lot of us. I remember being, this is a very specific memory, being in the hair salon, and I was maybe, I don't know, 13, 14, under, under the dryer, and I'm reading Cosmo or Glamour or whatever the hell magazine it was, and it was this, um, like, sex confessions, I guess, where people would write in about their experiences. Yes, I love them. And this lady was like, I just love watching my boyfriend slip in and out of me. And I'm like, what? What? Because I didn't realize that the penis goes inside of you. I thought it was kind of like a hot dog that just sat like, in the hot dog Oh, like, in the labial... Yeah, in the fold. And yeah. It just, it's Which there. actually is really fun. Not like that, but I mean... Hot, hot dog's not your hot, marker. Hot dog's not <laughs> Hotdog.cornog, I think I'm going to go okay. with. <laughs> yes, high five me. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I'll and, take it. Uh, then another one that they had was, I guess this woman put um, ice cubes in her mouth and was going to give her, her man a, a BJ. She's okay. like, oh, the temperature change is amazing. And I'm just like, wouldn't you choke to death? Like, yeah. You know? That also sounds so, like uh, his, like, wouldn't his dick react? Probably. Like, to something that cold? I mean, I feel like the temperature change, I understand why that would feel nice because it, like, a, a cold thing would feel nice, like, for me, but I feel like a dick is biologically different. Well, I feel like <laughs> ice cube to dick would not be fun, but mm-hmm. ice cube in mouth, remove from mouth, and then put mouth on dick would be No ice cube in mouth, right? Enjoyable. Just cold. I think you do, like, when, you know how, like, you temper <laughs> you a, a martini glass? Yeah. <laughs> you just Get a little sip of it. Temper your mouth. water, and then resume. And then go for it. Maybe. <laughs> it was just very bizarre, and I was like, okay, I'm going to skip <laughs> over this part now. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that's those are good confessions. Cosmo <laughs> was there for all of us. Yeah, yeah. Do and you guys want to talk about bad sex real quick? Bad, bad sex? sex? I thought you said bath sex. Which that's what I thought can for be a minute. Honestly, no, no, no. sometimes that's a bad idea. That's, it's I've not tried. Fun. It yeah. seems romantic. It's never fun. It's it's never fun. Actually, doesn't work no. to be honest. No bad sex. Bad sex. I would love to hear what. Like what came into your mind that made you want to? Well, Cosmo that. always had like these sections about bad dates or bad sex or whatever. And I always found them really entertaining until I had bad sex myself. And mm-hmm. then they just weren't funny anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Then you just get frustrated from them. I think bad sex is like bad pizza. Even when it's bad, it's still kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Unless you just don't get off at all. Yeah. And anywhere like, close. What was that? See, that's... <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I'd just be mad at that point. If you're, <laughs> if you're with someone who's bad in bed, how do you even tell them that? It's How a, long have you been with them? How right. long have you stayed with someone who's bad in bed that you haven't had a conversation with? And also, if that's your, say it's your first person that you ever slept with, and that's oh. all you know, and you don't know that it's bad. Which is how so many people don't have orgasms for so yeah. long, because they're like, oh, this is what this sex is like. This is what it's supposed like. to be, yeah. And then the thing is, honestly, Hollywood doesn't help, and uh, porn doesn't help, because porn it looks so help. fake on there that, like, when you're like, okay, everybody made the sounds, everybody, like, looks like they finished, cool, let's, I guess I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's there can be a lot of misconception with that. I think porn definitely um, causes issues at times about the realistic female orgasm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say I think it it really uh, it really does all of us a disservice when dudes watch that stuff and think that like five seconds flat you're gonna come. Yeah, <laughs> because because she did, and, not, and the thing is, done. it's like you're also not acknowledging that you're watching the edited free version, my dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, she didn't come in five minutes. She came in 35 minutes. Yeah. And you didn't pay attention to that. Yeah, yeah you skipped to the, the penetrative part. You didn't watch any of the foreplay. You didn't watch any of the foreplay. And we like watching the foreplay. We like doing the foreplay. Foreplay is fun. Foreplay is a lot of fun. Foreplay is... We encourage foreplay is the this main podcast. play. I feel like, yeah, we're <laughs> this is uncomfortable. Endorses foreplay. I think the more I'm like the more time I'm in a relationship, the more the balance of foreplay versus actual sex. The foreplay becomes more fun than the actual sex at times because you get so routined with your sex. Mm-hmm. A lot of times with uh, long term relationships, where you're just like, all right, I know it's gonna get you off really fast. I'm tired. I still want to have sex, but whatever. But if you if you take time to have the foreplay. Especially if it's in place that's not the okay. How do yeah, yeah. Especially if you're having the foreplay in a place that's not where the sex is gonna happen. Like, oh, you're gonna have sex in the bed, but you're starting the foreplay in the kitchen. Cool. Like that is fun. That's super fun. <laughs> so don't underestimate the power of foreplay. I also do Actually. think it's interesting the terms we're using because uh, we specifically talked about how like saying actual sex or that is, like, socially conditioned to, yeah, you know, just, just Air quotes for those of you who aren't here. <laughs> who are not watching the not recording of this. Um, is that it applies mostly to penetrative sex, and I right. feel like it's really yeah. interesting it's, that we have such a, a hard-wired idea of that. Of what sex is. A lot yeah. of us do, yeah. yeah. But also we're speaking from our own perspectives. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I think, you know, that's what we know the most. But I still think that every gender and every attraction has foreplay and it's wonderful no absolutely i think anything that um it's so weird to say but i saw this bumper sticker today that said (laughs) it was on an rv and it said the the journey is the destination and i feel like (laughs) that applies hmm. to sex i feel like it does apply to sex because the orgasm is really really great but the way to have a really really fantastic orgasm is to have fun getting there because when we're talking when you're talking about like bad sex it just makes me think of like me not really being into it or being tired or like kind of being frustrated because it's like just not you know sometimes it's just like not right mm-hmm. yeah you're just not matching up that night and, and you just, just do one of those eh great thanks yeah cool it's <laughs> yeah. great that was and then you just give up after the first one and you're like yeah thank you cool good night good night <laughs> which is fine but even like it's like you said that type of bad sex is like bad pizza like it's still not that bad I just think that. Uh, remembering <laughs> that investing more time in that foreplay and investing more time in, like, making it great really does build up to that great orgasm. This could also apply to masturbation, too, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Was, you should... <laughs> yes. I was yes. just thinking of the episode from Sex and the City <laughs> where Samantha just masturbates all day long, and then yeah. she goes to dinner and goes, I was masturbating all day long because they said she was glowing. Yeah. You should do that to yourself. Yeah, you should totally take treat yourself. Take a Saturday. Take a Saturday, Take a day, dog. Yeah. Take take a take a sick day if you want. <laughs> take your time. Call that a mental health day. <laughs> yeah. like, yes. Rebalance all of those hormones. Oh my god. Yes. yes. Pop all of your lower back alignment. <laughs> <laughs> the next time I have an orgasm and my back doesn't pop, I'm gonna be fair. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you just gotta like clench your butt a little bit. <laughs> I feel like that helps. Hmm. Butt okay. clenches. Plus, also, um, a lot of those muscles that you're using to clench your butt, if you try to, if you're not familiar with your with your Kegels and doing that during sex, listeners, dear listeners, that is all of those muscles, of all those muscles down there, just clamp down as hard as you can. Yeah, the next time watch you're having, their face. <laughs> the next time you're having bad pizza sex, um, try focusing on your Kegel muscles and how to flex them. 
Ooh. Focus on that. And people yeah. who don't know how, the best way that I describe it is, like, if you're trying to stop yourself from peeing. Yeah. yeah. So the next like, time you pee, too. Just stop just yourself. Just stop yourself. Yeah. And remember what that feels like. And then try, don't like, pee on your partner, but yeah. <laughs> try to do the same thing <laughs> And do, um, after uh, orgasms, too, I don't know about you guys, but, like, I will clench my Kegels after I'm done, and I'll still have, like, little aftershocks. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, ah, great. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have a, a really cool thing that's been happening since I turned 30 is that um, my, like, secondary or third or fourth or whatever will be, um, like, really just spontaneous. Like, the other the other night um, after we were done and we were going to sleep, Sam usually sleeps with his leg over me. I, this is getting incredibly personal, and he's just going to have to deal with that. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. And, um, we love you. <laughs> he sleeps with his leg over me like I'm, like, kind of like a body pillow. And that's usually how we fall asleep. But his knee was pressed up against me, and it by itself, that worked. Uh, and it was the coolest thing ever, and we both were kind of just like, Alright, tight. Okay, <laughs> cool. And that's just been happening a little more often since, I feel like 30s you know really he's are. he's hella proud of that. Oh my god, you should have seen him. Come with your knee. I could see, I could see his smile in the dark. I could see him like teeth. smugly grinning to <laughs> yeah. himself. He had some like, Ross Geller teeth going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's so proud that you just told that story to the world. Yeah. Actually, I just realized I probably, I mean, even if it was embarrassing, I probably just did him like such a huge ego favor. <laughs> and I think you, you did do something briefly about toys. Do you have any like favorite toys? Um, the favorite toy that I am probably wearing into the ground right now is my Satisfier Pro Penguin. It's the new model actually is colored like a penguin, so it has like the blackout exterior and like the little white belly spot where the buttons are. Um, And you can get it on Amazon for I want to say less than thirty bucks. Cool. Um, I'm not sure if Kiss and Tell has them or Susie's or Goldie's or all the other sex shops in town. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Call your local sex shop. (laughs) They'll probably be able to. Um, But it's um, it's a clitoral sucker. And so you just what? lay down for it. Like, I swear to God, the first time I used it, I was 30 seconds I had one. Oh Did my you say Lord. it's a clitoral sucker? Mm-hmm. That's... So, it, like, the, the beak, if you want to call it the beak, is, like, this little circular, almost like a vacuum. I was going to say, is it kind of like a microdermabrasion? Like, those little, like, <laughs> face suckers, but it's, like, a little bigger? And a little bit more, um... Gentle? Yeah, I was going to say that. Don't use one of those yeah, on your face on your genitals. Please don't yeah. do that. That's not what I meant at all, guys. There's Please. enough sex toys to just stick to sex toys on your stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of variety out there. That's such a cool concept. I remember realizing that I really liked that many years ago and thinking to myself, wow, I wish there was a toy that did just exactly this. And now there is that. Now there the is. The future is now. You're going to buy one tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I might surf the internet. I don't know. <laughs> See? Yes. Amazon is a great way to... If you're... Okay, so when I was 23, I was worried about packaging being delivered to my home that was clearly a sex toy Mm -hmm. so i found out that amazon obviously discreet packaging but also adam and eve is a good website Mm -hmm. for discreet packaging and i think a lot of websites are probably on board with the discreet packaging now oh yeah um another one that i just got is called the oh, 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 oh stronic reel from fun factory and when you when you open your package, it just looks like a regular white box. But then you open the white box, and it's all this beautiful packaging on the inside. And you're like, oh, nice. Cool. Here's my new toy. Yay. That's okay. so cute. Yeah, we um, there used to be, you know, like the subscription boxes? 
they're um some of them are like sex themed or like couple themed or date mm-hmm. themed and I used to get one years ago and one of the biggest things it was was like it had a really cute box but the cute box came in a plain cardboard one. Cool. Yeah. 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 I think people are trying to like be like, hey, if this is why you're not buying from us, we promise we'll take care of it. Just buy from us. Yeah. We want well, your I always business. felt weird because you were talking about with Kiss and Tell, whenever I leave the store, they give you this black bag that it's you can't see through. So you know what's in there. Yeah. Like, like come on. Like, thank but you. But it also has our gigantic logo on the outside. And it's like, <laughs> what was the point? Well, Zara, yeah. What is that other one, too? Black, that's like, like paper bag or something? Yeah. Or just, <laughs> Make it look just like a, a lunch grocery fail. bag. Just a regular black grocery. Yeah. Just something. Yeah. Or a, a paper one now. It's 2019. A paper or tote bag. Reusable, yeah. you know? Yeah. Bring your own. Yeah. Bring your own. There's also, I'm pretty sure, uh, the G-Spot downtown has, like... I love the G-Spot. Like, branded too. bags. Like, they're, like they're bags and they don't, they don't give a shit. The bags are just, like, they're bright. They have the, like, bright Big purple G. logo <laughs> in the middle. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's kind of counterintuitive that we feel kind of weird about buying sex toys and not putting it on display. But at the same time, we want to have these conversations. We want to talk about it more. We want it to be out in the open. That's such a weird dynamic that especially because it's not like we're just doing this for like a specific like our tiny community of like oh we're only emailing this to a certain this is a public podcast so like it's interesting but i I, it's conditioning yeah yeah all of you listeners know now that we i have just told you very intimate (laughs) yes okay we've all gone there now we fuck we masturbate yeah Yeah. sorry about but we're still talking about like sorry not sorry yeah (laughs) we're still talking about packaging shy about packaging well I do want to recommend that to other people because other people might not be as comfortable as I am with it like I'm even sure. I'm even at a point where like sometimes I don't want my parents to know about it still yeah Let's well even that, that even there. now as an adult like I want to be sex positive but like even now I get kind of like self-conscious like as I'm walking into a place I mean and honestly I don't even do it that much because it's it's easier to look online nowadays, and I, if I want those businesses to survive, I obviously, like, want to support people in my community, but I also, like, I don't know. If I, I don't, I just, I think it's very complicated, and I think there's, um, there's a lot of ease in being able to, like, have your anonymity and mm-hmm. still be able to mm-hmm. explore the things that you're not sure about. For sure. Which is really good about the internet, but I think it makes all of us hide and not have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish chat rooms were still a big thing. Yeah, and not for, creepy. <laughs> for not the bad reasons, but for the good reasons, like, having these conversations in chat rooms. Yeah. Before they got really creepy and wrong. Yeah, and became, like, cesspools of pedophilia. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing, too, is, like, if the bad parts of the anonymity of the internet, I wish weren't there, just because, like, that anonymity, I think, makes it a little bit more safe for people to talk about these things. And honestly, even this... Like, the idea that this is just my voice, even though people will know how to find me from it, that there's a freedom in knowing that I'm saying all this now, and I may be a little embarrassed now, but, like, when I'm editing it and when I'm uploading it, I'm like, all right, this already happened, and it's, like, the, there's a weird tempering of that that I don't care about, and I think it's because it's, like, slightly more disconnected, and I think if we're just, if we can't be, if I'm not face-to-face with you and I'm saying, like, hey, I masturbate, hey, I, I have sex, like... Even that, like, I know you know that about me, but that's weird to, it even feels weird to say, right? Yeah, face-to-face is weird. Yeah, yeah, it's a a weird conversation to have. Do you guys get shy with your partners about talking about certain parts of sex ever? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how long have you and your partner been together? We've been together just over a year and a half. Okay, yeah. At the beginning, was it weird at all, or have you always been kind of open? (laughs) That's great. Um, I was one of those people that I mentioned, you know, getting kind of used and abused by the guy, and it's like, okay, well... On to the next, I guess. Yeah. I just started 
like, no, this is what I want, and these are my boundaries, and, like, if you're not tested, I'm not sleeping with you, and Great. so on and so forth, and just being able to, like, stand up for myself and kind of say, here's what I will do, and here's what I won't do, and, Absolutely. like, if you want to go down that avenue, we can talk about it, and... You know. God, that is such a beautiful place to be. Like, absolutely. I'm literally. I like started. Uh, I started. I started uh, seeing a counselor because I have a problem really upholding boundaries with people in all aspects of my life. And just hearing you say that just reiterates what she was saying to me about that. And I, I just think it's really important to keep reminding myself of is that boundaries might feel like you're telling people like oh like because my a big thing for me is like oh will people be mad at me or like you know it's like abandonment things right right so if you don't want that you're going to not have boundaries for people and what she really talked about was how important boundaries are for people knowing what to expect and not expect from you and how much healthier and easier they make relationships which like obviously weed, weed people out too yeah, because like if they're not going to respect you, it's like, okay, bye. Yeah. yeah, people offended by your boundaries should be people that you're not dealing yeah. with. I think that's the thing, too, that I'm really trying to learn. But it's, um, I'm sure even in, in the ease and confidence that you said that, that, like, said it, like, having those boundaries and him clearly knowing, like, what, you know, what you want and what what you won't do, it just makes it really easy on everybody because then they, mm-hmm. they know the boundaries. Yeah. When it makes it easier to enforce, too. Once you start enforcing boundaries and upholding them and continuing with them, you realize, like, oh, I don't feel that guilty, and the world didn't end. I can do this for sure. And yeah. I feel way better about everything. Like, there's no gray area of, here's what I will and won't do. It's just, you know, right out there on the table. Yeah. And accepted. Yeah. And yeah. making those places safe conversations to have lends you to be able to have more of those conversations. Like... Mm-hmm. You can navigate other parts of your relationship and other parts of your sex life if you continue to practice having those conversations, I think, is yeah. easy to forget. Have you and Sam always had the dynamic where you could talk about it, or did it take a while to... Um, I think we're actually still working on it. I think the only reason that we can have any ease in doing it with sex is because we can do it very easily with, like, um, like emotional aspects of our relationship and like the the very practical dynamic of our home life. Like we've lived together for seven years now. So um, there's a lot that we've learned to talk about in other arenas of our life that I think make the, the black and white awkwardness being applied to sex a little easier to deal with. Because mm-hmm. it's not that it's an awkward conversation and there's nothing that I feel awkward telling him that I want to do or don't want to do. It's I think even initiating the conversation. Because when we're having it, we have no problem having it, and there's nothing that we can't talk about. But starting that conversation can sometimes be a weird treading area, depending on why you're bringing it up, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. It does. Especially if you're in the moment of it happening, and it's like, oh, we should probably address this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think another thing, too, that I'm still having trouble with, like, if something happens in the moment that I've either feared (laughs) yeah or like I don't want to say changed my mind about but that like I'm honestly like I'm going through a lot of changes as a person and I feel like um there are things that my opinions and perspectives have changed on so I feel like when something happens in the moment that I'm like I don't want that and I don't want that to happen again and then in the moment you it's not that you feel like you're like pacifying it or allowing it it's just that like okay well I don't want to talk about it now because this is awkward but I'm gonna bring that up later and even that can be awkward because then Mm -hmm. Bringing it up might make both of you feel weird that, like, oh, should we have had this conversation? But, I mean, I think all of those awkwardnesses, talk about them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The only way to deal with them is to talk talk about about them. them. It sucks and it's so uncomfortable, but... This 
Yes, this is fun. uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with a sexual partner. Yeah. I mean, talk about being the most vulnerable state you can be in. Just, like, have those conversations. Be open to conversations. And honestly, I really thought it would get easier over time, and it did for a little bit. But now it's been so long. Like, so we've lived together for seven years, but we're about to celebrate nine years together. So, Congrats. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's super cool, but I feel like it's been, it becomes so long that, like, you know so much about this person, and this person knows so much about you that sometimes I do this thing accidentally where I'll, like, put expectations on myself or on him that are just like, well, this is what he would expect or what I would expect, so, like, this is what it's going to be or what it's always going to be. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, a conversation that you should be having. But I feel like when you build up, a like, a like way more of a track record it sometimes becomes harder to go back and have that conversation and be like well actually (laughs) I know we've been doing this but but I hate it how do you feel about (laughs) not doing that yeah Yeah. let's just cut that out yeah what about um fetishes um what about yeah (laughs) like what what kind or I mean I, I feel like I mean, we talked about foot fetish. I think we've talked about that enough. <laughs> <laughs> foot fetish is so fascinating, dude. Dude, look up, like, arches on Instagram. Oh. Oh, my God. Look up the vajankle. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to for sure. Literally, hashtag <laughs> arches. I did it on accident <laughs> once because I was literally, I was, um, I was at Cabo at the arches, the two, like, geological structures of rock in the ocean, right? They're arches. <laughs> But arches, oh, that's a vajankle. Oh, my God. That's, those are pussy lips on that ankle. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, has, it has French manicure tip toes. Oh, that's kind of cute. No. <laughs> the foot looks real. The foot, the foot looks, looks real. real and and that's it looks, why I, I think it. the reason it creeps me out is it looks like a wound. The gash looks the like gash. a wound. It looks like a wound. And this, I don't, looks like a, there's, this foot has veins. <laughs> Like, I'm going to call this episode, This Foot Has Veins. <laughs> That's fine, but this is a, a very subtly veiny foot. It's <laughs> freaking me out. This looks like, I mean, congrats to the people who have foot fetishes. You found your match. You found your match, dog. Like, this is like a, a real foot. foot. <laughs> so what I'm actually really interested in is why there isn't, again, I know I'm fixating on arches right now, but I'm really surprised there isn't a sex toy that's just two feet put together. Oh, there is. Oh, there is? Oh. I can't think of what it's of called. Foot arches? Put, yeah. Foot it's, arch dildo. It's foot, two foot feet pocket um, pussy. Like side by side. <laughs> and then the space in between the is arches. The, yeah. Does it have vagina lips too? I don't know that there it you does. Go. Oh, that but. just goes into the, oh. Well, that's a foot that you insert into your vagina. Oh. <laughs> that's. Oh. Okay. Oh. oh. Okay. Foot fatale sex toy. Oh. That's not even the end of the oh. foot that would go in your vagina, though. No. <laughs> Apparently, you can get raw dogged by someone's toe. Yeah, for sure. That's so. what I mean, though. But the other end was the 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 dildo end. Yeah. Here we go. This is. I one. guess it's not for me to judge. I guess you could oh. use either end. You know. Whoa. Oh my. Oh. It's in the arch. That's. Well, it's because it's pictures of lopped oh, off I think, feet. I think that's it. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. there we there go. go. Yeah, that's so two feet up against each other arches. Um, I've actually definitely seen, like, inferences to this in porn, which is why I recognized it when I saw the hashtag on Instagram. So the hashtag on Instagram, arches, is 
a lot of it was the arches in Cabo, right? But if it's, if you, that's Cabo arches. Don't type in just arches. Because that's a bunch of people putting their foot feet together to maximize their arch because they want you to, I don't know, uh, derive foot pleasure job. from yeah. those pictures and send them money or follow them, I guess. Would from be the financial domination. Financial domination. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. a cool one. Okay. I'm about that. You want me to financially dominate you? Call me. That's cool. <laughs> My husband's open minded. <laughs> Only with that. Give me money. <laughs> anyway, other fetishes. Other fetishes. There's uh, furries. Mm, yes, I worked for a company. This is going to sound really weird, but <laughs> I worked for a company that one of the co-owners made furry costumes like his wife made furry costumes and so he was definitely a furry is what you're saying no i don't think they were furries i think they just found a market and she was a, a like wonderful seamstress and started sewing furry costumes for people in sacramento and like made a which actually has a huge furry population so i think i'm sure she made a lot of money. <laughs> yeah but i think that she, she the wife uh, would sew the furry costumes and then sold them to people in sack. And I was like, I was 15 when I found out about it, and it was like, oh, okay. Well, that's cool. <laughs> that's weird, but all right. That's interesting. Pays the bills. Yeah. <laughs> um, underwear and sock fetishes. And would you sell your socks or underwear? Oh, okay. God. Well, yes. I would. I'm not sure how that would go over with my partner. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, I could wear a pair of underwear for, like, five days if you want and send them your way for, I don't know, I don't know. A couple hundred bucks. A couple hundred bucks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> but I have no idea where to get started. <laughs> yeah. There's actually, I got an ad on Instagram for this, so I... <laughs> to sell your underwear? <laughs> to sell, to sell your underwear. I'm not kidding you. There's a website. I got an ad to, like, start a profile on a website that is people selling. It's, like, a bunch of people. There's people who are advertising what they want and then other people who, like, it's literally pictures of, like... But you can have, like, a profile picture. A lot of these people are, obviously, it's, like, pictures of their butt. This is, like, a fetish Or their feet in their, in their socks. Yeah, it's a fetish Poshmark, basically. And um, I, I clicked on it because I was like, okay, what is this? I need to know what this is. But this is how I get weird ads. I click on these ads because I'm really <laughs> interested, and then I get all this weird shit. So I explore this website, and you, you set your prices. This is very, like, DIY. Like, some of these pic some of them were professional pictures, but most of them were just selfies that these people had uploaded. You could tell these accounts were all brand, brand new. It was, like, a newer website. And it was to sell and buy underwear. I actually thought of a fetish that is really gross, and it's not about me. And I'm not going to use a person's name, but if you want to hear it, I'll tell it. Mm -hmm. I would love to. So there was this girl that I knew, and she was uh, an exotic dancer. And she had a special client who would come to see specifically her. And he would pay her to come to, her, to his house, and he would have her sit on a glass table above him. And so he'd be underneath, and he would like to watch her shit. And then through the on the table on the table while she's sitting. Yes, <laughs> cool. But <laughs> it gets worse because oh. she would he would ask her to eat like a special diet, <gasps> and um, namely of fruits, and <gasps> they were called her fruit bars, and then he would eat them. <gasps> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I don't like that. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Listen, <gasps> urine is. Um, <laughs> Fine. You can drink your own urine fine. You cannot eat human shit. Two girls, one severe cup. Severe repercussions. Oh my god, the worst 20 seconds of my life. Oh. What? Oh. Watching the first 20 seconds of that fucking oh. video. Oh. You nope, know what? nope, I take that back. One guy, one jar. 
What? I don't want to know about know. that. I don't want to know. I don't even want you to explain what that is because I feel like I have an idea and I... Wait, is this the guy who shits the jar out? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> he... I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> and I'm going to tell all of our listeners because I want you to be part of my horrible life oh. that I've been living since I saw this goddamn video. <laughs> it's terrible. This guy sits... Onto a jar, like a mason jar. Picture a mason jar. A glass jar. A glass jar. It inserts into his anus. Dang, that's a gape. It breaks. You hear it go... (laughs) And then he proceeds to pull shards... Bloody shards. Bloody shards of glass out of his butt. Oh, so he didn't poop it out. It broke in his butt. So is his... Did he do that on purpose? Did he, like, flex... Did he clench his butt on it? I don't don't want to find out. (laughs) I feel so bad. I hope that was intentional. I hope, honestly, I hope it was intentional because then at least there'd be some semblance of him knowing what he was doing and I hope that man's still alive. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You could get a sepsis real easy, bro. <laughs> I feel like back in like the early 2000s, a lot of this stuff on the internet was like new and kitschy and like you'd show your friends when they were expecting it, like, oh, look at this video. And you just be like, boom, two girls, one cup yeah, in your that's, face. Yeah, that's what trauma is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I have trauma. Oh, okay, by the way, though, I did want to bring this up because Sam told me this and it made me feel way better because that video used to be one of the, like, the weird shadows of my brain where, like, you the know... Two when, girls, one cup? Yeah, because, you like, picture you know when you, like... Cup oh, you find one in, like, a buffet or a catering area, you're like, uh, this is the cup. <laughs> this is the cup. I can't drink out of this. Um, it wasn't poop. It was fake. Just so you guys know. Like, obviously... It comes they, out of her butt. It does. It comes out of her butt. But the thing is, is, like, y- you can definitely get an enema or whatever but so this is like a this is a porn star right so what he said was that it was something else that was made to look like that but obviously it was like inserted because the thing is too is like i don't really know the details of this but i do know that like a lot of ejaculate is fake like there's not um, like female or male or both both i mean the female i there's a whole other that's a whole other situation because i do think that that's possible but i do think a lot of it is pee sometimes it just depends I don't know. I feel like you can tell. You I know can, with the tell. squirting, a lot of times the girls will have water in their vaginal uh, yeah. vaginal canal, and then when the guy pulls out, it just releases, and it's like, oh, I squirted. And it's like, yeah. did you? Did you, though, really? Yeah. Did you, though? How are you not so dehydrated and you need some electrolytes right now? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's... That looks, that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. It yeah. looks yeah. like what your body would need to hydrate you right now, so yeah. keep it inside. Well, for the sake of those young ladies' well-being, I hope it was not... Feces, but I don't think it was. <laughs> but it was I still gross. All was. of it was. All of it was. Know. All of it was awful. Unnecessary. I didn't watch it long enough to watch. Yeah, I Although, literally. I made it maybe five seconds in. Oh, I did. See, I did see a like parody video where Kermit the Frog shows Rolf the dog that video, and it's like you see Kermit the Frog and Rolf doing it, and Kermit's like, "Oh, isn't that gross?" And Rolf's like, "I eat my poop all the time." <laughs> <laughs> So do you know what happens at the end of that video, then? Like, if you didn't no, watch it? No, no, oh. I don't. What happens at the end of the video? Um, so after they eat the shit, they throw it up, and then they eat it again. <gasps> See, you can't pick that. They that actually part, ate puke. No, 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 that's the thing. Yeah, the, I didn't know that second part. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't even know. If we, is this episode going to be, like, are they going to, like, ban us or something? <laughs> We've talked about so much poop. No. <laughs> My favorite murder talks about... Murder every day. That's We're true. fine. That's true. <laughs> I just this is sex. This sex is normal. Sex yes. positive. <laughs> but we can't end on two girls one cup. <laughs> we have to talk about something a little more lighthearted. Really, really, really cannot. 
Um, <laughs> but how do we come back? But how do we come back with two girls? Like, it was our it was our bad to go there. Honestly, I don't think yeah. we. How did we get have here? You, have you covered oh, fetishes, fetishes yet? Have, have you, I covered fetishes? Yeah, have you talked about any fetishes? I did a kink blog a while ago, and it was just kind of a broad spectrum. Like, here's, you know, leather, or here's um, what BDSM stands for. And um, I don't know, I might have talked about flogging a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I also wrote a blog about spanking, mm-hmm. but that was part of the anal series. So that, that's about all I've done so far. But okay. I, I, I do plan on going down the fetish route. Do we consider route anal a fetish? <laughs> I know. Is it um, There's definitely a butt fetish. That's true. Um, but I don't know. If what would you define as a fetish? fetish? Well, like a fixation. Let's. See. I, maybe we should look up a <laughs> definition. Right? Yeah. Because I don't. Is it? I don't know if it's a fix. It's. I don't want to call it a fixation. I feel like there's something else. By the way, um, there is a psychiatrist. His name is Dr. Justin Lemeler, and he just wrote a book called Tell Me What You Want. And I guess there's a whole chapter on like fantasy and kink. Cool. And so I haven't read it yet, but I do plan on it one day. Nice. Okay, a fetish is a form of sexual desire in which gratification is linked to an abnormal degree to a particular object, item of clothing, part of the body, etc. Okay, so it would be a butt fetish or like a butthole fetish. Because yeah. guys do have those. So you could for sure have an anal fetish. Was it for a sex act or just body part? I mean, part of the body, if you're obsessed with having a colon around your dick? I mean, is that... <laughs> I mean, however you want I, to cut yeah, it, but... Yeah, yeah, it might, it might depend. Because I think a lot of that is is really, like, stimulation for the one person and then um, the tightness for the other person. Or, honestly, too, the novelty for a lot of people. Yeah, novelty, I think, is The novelty huge. or the, like... But I think that there's probably people out there who prefer... The yeah. yeah, I mean, they like to have anal sex because of how it feels. Yeah, for or sure. Because of what it is, yeah. or whatever. Not it just feels because great. It feels awesome. Not, not just <laughs> sorry, guys, but it is. It not is. just because it's novelty or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That might be why you try it, but it might not be why. It's like, linked what you to an think. abnormal degree. I think that's the key word. There's abnormal degree. Yeah. So if you are obsessed with hands, boobs, eyes, whatever, but you know, and you have to have that as part of your sexual gratification, then yeah. Well, there was a documentary. I don't remember when, but a guy uh, collected sex dolls. And that was his life, and he would position them just so, and dress them just so, and have conversations with them. And I, I think, I don't think he had a human partner or companion. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if is that a fetish or is that crossing over to like a psychological thing? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like that consumed a lot of his life and affected his relationships. So I would say that it probably crossed over into psychological. Yeah, maybe started as a fetish. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is, you know, not surprising. I, I could see how fetishes be- can become a problem. Yeah, just like anything. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I, sex can become sex a problem. Sex can become a yeah. problem. You know, talking to friends can become, I don't know, everything can. Yeah. Drinking water can. It really is all a Flint, spectrum. Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, wow. absolutely. Kidding. I think, too, being, um, having, like, a uh, fixation on sex the reason that might be an issue is because it usually is psychologically connected to something else. Like, that is, like, I don't know. I feel like it's an activity that maybe you're projecting some other issues on, onto that activity. Do you know what I mean? Like, not a fetish, but I think having, like, sexual addiction or other issues like that. Or, like, needing to have the bonding from sex in order to feel loved or something yeah. like that. Like, yeah. putting yeah. too much weight into it. Porn I addiction. Mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, f- psychologically, when you have sex or... 
partake in intimate activities with someone else, you are releasing dopamine, you are having that bonding experience, but I think that it could definitely easily cross over into like a, I don't feel validated until you have sex with me kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Because I definitely had partners in the past where it's like, I can gauge how well our relationship is doing based on how much they're wanting to have sex with me. Based off of how you feel about sex or how they treated sex, you think? Like, how frequently we're having sex in our relationship. No, no, but do you think that Because their relationship with me was based on, like, like, the more we were having sex, the more I, I could see that they were happy in the relationship because they were, like... That was their way of bonding with me. That was their way of showing that they love me. Okay. So when we weren't doing well, they wouldn't want to have sex because they were, like, not the biggest fan of me or, like, I don't know. It was very strange, but it was, like, I could very easily gauge where we were at based on, like, okay, he wants to have sex with me tonight. Obviously, he's happy in the relationship. Oh, is would you consider it, like, being closed off to you versus being embracing of you? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And not, like, not like punishing me, like, holding out with sex, just, like, that was their way of showing their affection, or that was, like, yeah. how they determined, or, like, how they conveyed their love was through sex. Right. Predominantly. Right. It, it, yeah, it's very strange. But glad those days are over. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, I think sex is an interesting barometer of relationships, because it can definitely define a lot of whether or not it's going well, but sometimes, like... I don't know. Sometimes I feel like you can... How do I put this? Sex does not a relationship make, but it does make it better. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I think that's all of the other stuff you might not be, I think, dealing with, but it does kind of show you that maybe, like, your bases are covered if you feel vulnerable and mentally open and emotionally open enough to approach a person like that and I might just be speaking from like a feminine perspective because I do know it's more like mental on this per- like on this side of it but I I think that really does speak for both sides like you're not really going to be comfortable having sex with someone that you you're like not on with. great terms with yeah. yeah yeah or you don't feel safe with unless you hate you fucking them. I was just gonna say there's hate fucking though <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like how all of us literally went yeah yeah <laughs> That's a thing. Damn. I think we should talk about hate fucking. I didn't know it was like... Uh, I guess I didn't realize that I'd been hate fucking, but I guess... Have you ever heard of hysterical bonding? No. Okay, so um, hysterical bonding is when, um, like, let's say you're with a partner and you've just found out that they've cheated on you. And instead of cutting all ties and saying peace out, bye, you have this literal physical reaction of attraction towards them that you, like, want to sleep with them or want to have physical contact with them. Um, This happened in a previous relationship where I found out he was cheating. And every time I saw him, I'd literally get really mad, but I'd get turned on. And it was the most bizarre experience of my entire life. Just That's seeing him. That's so interesting. Yeah. It's a thing. It's called hysterical bonding. I believe that it's a thing. That's yeah. so interesting. Because I remember talking to my therapist, like, I want to hate this person, but every time I see him, I start getting turned on. And I'm, like, crying and angry. What is happening? Am I broken, basically? Am I broken? And my, and my therapist is like, no, you're hysterically bonding. It's pretty normal. Like, it'll and pass. It's actually not that hysterical. Yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Not funny at I all. I don't think it's funny at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was fun. <laughs> well, ending on that note. <laughs>
<laughs> hysterical bonding. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I yeah. am so psyched. Yeah, that was yes. a lot of fun. And yeah. I'm excited to have you on again soon. Yes. Great. And yeah. I will definitely be doing a blog piece. Just let me know if you guys want to do it as individuals, if you want to do it as like one unit. Yeah, whatever. So yeah. For sure. Again, you're Sack in the Sheets. So you're on Instagram as at Sack in the at Sheets. Sack in the Sheets. The website is www.sackinthesheets.com. Mm-hmm. Great. Great. <laughs> Thank you so much. You are welcome, and thank you. (laughs) Thank you for listening, you guys. If you have any suggestions on other guests that you would like us to have or other topics that make you uncomfortable, you can find us at This Is Uncomfortable Podcast on Instagram and This Is Uncomfortable Podcast at gmail.com. Also, if you have questions about sex or anything we've talked about, feel free to slide into either one of our DMs. We like it. And ask it. (laughs) Ask it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also sockingthesheets at gmail.com. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. And we're all, all right. open. We're cool. all open for that. Yep. yep. Okay, love you. Bye. 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 <laughs>